Our theme for today is our divine relationships and we look forward to the message that uh, the pastor has for us on that theme. Our Bible reading is from 1 John chapter 4 and I'm reading verses 11, 15 and 21 from the message translation. My dear, dear friends, if God loved us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. Everyone who confesses that Jesus is God's son participates continuously in an intimate relationship with God. We know it so well. We've embraced at heart and soul this love that comes from God. God is love. When we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. This way, love has the run of the house becomes at home and mature in us. First we were loved, now we love. He loved us first. If anyone boasts, I love God, and goes right on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, he's a liar. If he won't love the person he can see, how can he love the God he can't see? We have this command from Christ. Loving God includes loving people. Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Um, I hope we've got some slides, yes, and they are set up to go automatically after this one. Oh, beautiful, excellent, thank you very much. It's good they came through properly. By the way, oh, actually go back if you like. We, we won't start just yet. Um, yeah, we might have to go back because it might go on from there. Or did you start it? Yeah, it might go on from there. Um, <laughs> a number of years ago, my sister-in-law uh, sent me uh, the slides you're about to see uh, that she found on uh, the internet. Um, and we'll just watch them and have a look at them. Cute, aren't they? Um, we love those things. Kids and animals um, are special to us. But the relationships um, that they portray are really important. By the way, those three are my three eldest grandchildren. They still are my three eldest grandchildren. That's about 10 years ago. So some of you may know Memphis, who's now 14. He doesn't quite look like that anymore. But relationships are important to us, aren't they? Um, those pictures touch us because relationships are that significant. In fact, they are vital to our existence. God has created us into relationships and for relationships. And without them, we're not really completely human. We can't 
um, reach the full potential of our humanity if we weren't in the relationships that we are in. I want you to take a moment now, just, just a, a few minutes, or no, a few, few moments, just to think about the three most important relationships in your life. Just think about the three most important relationships in your life. As you're considering that, why are they important to you? And what would life be like if those relationships were not in your life? Now take another little while to consider all the relationships that are part of your lives. Your spouse or partner, boyfriend or girlfriend, your family, people that you work with, your social contacts, the people you interact with through your hobbies um, or sports, your neighbours, your friends, the people around you today, your church family. The list could go on and on and on, couldn't it? It's amazing the number of relationships that we have in our lives. And it's amazing what a rich tapestry those relationships bring to our lives. Or perhaps it's better to say, it's amazing uh, what a rich tapestry God provides for us through the relationships that he gives us in our lives. But unfortunately, as important as relationships are to us, they are not always wonderful. They are not always positive and they are not always peaceful. There are times of conflict and bad will in even the best of our relationships. And you can probably think of times when you have been annoyed at someone, even wishing that they would leave, or even you thinking about that you wanted to leave that relationship, and you may be going through something like that right now. The Bible has a way of expressing um, that sadness or that feeling that we have. It talks about the effect of sin. Sometimes those conflicts and the lack of peace that we feel in our relationships are simply a matter of the fact that we live in an imperfect world that there is sin in the world and things aren't perfect anyway and those things impact on our relationships. But also, sometimes those, those conflicts happen because of something or some things that we have done. Something that we have done to each other. And that is often because we have become a bit self-focused and haven't taken into account the needs and the wishes and the concerns and the feelings of the other person. Now, if that happens, if that sort of conflict starts developing, the next thing that can happen is that we start to focus on the negative things about that other person. And then before we know it, we start to imagine all the bad things they are thinking about us. And the next thing that happens is that we start to notice all of those little things they do just to annoy me. Does any of that sound familiar? I know I resonate with it. I love the story in Genesis 3 of what, what happened after the first sin of Adam and Eve. Straight after they had eaten the fruit that they had been forbidden from eating, eating Genesis says this. This can go on to the next slide. They were given understanding 
and realised they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and covered themselves. That evening they heard the Lord God walking in the garden and they hid from him among the trees. The Lord God called out to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid and hid from you because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? God asked. Did you eat the fruit I told you not to eat? The man answered, The one you put here with me gave me the fruit and I ate it. The Lord God asked the woman, Why did you do this? She replied, the snake tricked me into eating it. It happened back then, and it's still happening today. The relationships in the Garden of Eden were ruined by that sin. And today, sin still affects our relationships. And the way that we react today is the same as Adam and Eve as well. We hide, we cover our backsides, and we blame each other. And if you look back at that Genesis 1, Adam blames Eve, Eve blames the snake, and the snake didn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, sorry, it's an old joke, but I still love it. Adam, in fact, actually blames God. The woman you put here with me, she tricked me. Our relationships are not always perfect. We have to live with that, I guess. But they are still really important. In fact, vital to us, because as I said before, God has created us into relationships and God has created us for relationships. Um, and the Bible uh, also, while it talks about how, uh, our, why our relationships are not perfect, it also explains and tells us how we can make our relationships better. Sin tells us how our relationships can be mended and strengthened when they do go wrong, through forgiveness and reconciliation. The forgiveness and reconciliation that we see in the life and the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. The forgiveness and reconciliation that God gives to us as he accepts us as his children through baptism. The forgiveness and reconciliation that he then asks us to show in our own lives toward other people. Human relationships are fragile. And because they are fragile, they need to be handled gently. In a world surrounded by human beings, relationships cannot survive without forgiveness. And relationships cannot survive positively without forgiveness and reconciliation. And I believe that not only does God show and model that forgiveness and reconciliation through Jesus Christ, but through the Holy Spirit, he gives us the power to be able to do that ourselves, to show forgiveness and reconciliation to others. But for that to happen, forgiveness and reconciliation needs to be more than just an idea in our heads. It needs to be an attitude that we have and that we put into practice with others. How do we do that? Well, here's a thought from a guy called Ken Sandy. You may have heard of him from the book called The Peacemaker. He has been involved in reconciliation for over 20 years. He talks about the effect of the golden rule to treat others as we treat ourselves and effect that that, that can happen. And he talks about this as the golden result. This is what he says. 
the golden result says that people will usually treat us as we treat them. If we blame others for a problem, they will usually blame us in return. But if we say, I was wrong, it's amazing how often the other person will say, oh, it was probably my fault as well. I have seen, Sandy says, I have seen this result in hundreds of cases over the past 21 years. When a dispute involved a personal quarrel, divorce, lawsuit, or church division, people generally treat each other as they are being treated. When one person attacks and blames, so does the other. And when God moves one person to start getting the log out of their own eye, it's rare the other side doesn't do the same as well. The golden result occurs more often with people who understand and cherish the gospel. Because when we admit our own sins are so serious that Jesus had to die for us, and remember that he has forgiven us for our wrongs, we can let go of our illusion of self-righteousness and freely admit our failures. When we do, we experience the wonderful gift of God's forgiveness. And when that happens, in so many cases what results is a softening of the people and a willingness to work things out rather than continue the conflict. The golden result, people will usually treat us as we treat them. I'd just like to show a little illustration uh, about that. And I need a volunteer. What's your name again? Yeah. Lauren, come up here, Lauren. Could you be your volunteer? Thank you. Hand for Lauren. And just wait there. Lauren, it's not really my birthday, but I would like you to pretend that it's my birthday and you have got a gift for me and you're going to give that to me. Okay. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You think I'll get a gift next year? <laughs> probably, probably not. Probably not. Let's let's do that again. Happy birthday. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I have been looking for that book for ages. I have wanted that so much. Oh, thank you. That's the best gift you could give me. Thank you so much. Think I'll get a gift next year? Probably. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. Thanks very much. <laughs> People usually treat us as we treat them. I think there's a lot of truth in that. Because our relationships are so important to us, I challenge you to consider yours today. First of all, what about your relationship with God? Because that's the most important relationship in your life. God tells you constantly just how important you are to him and just how much he loves you. So where is your relationship with God at the moment from your side? Would you like to strengthen it? Well, as you go away from here today, I challenge you to consider things that you can do to bring that about. And that may be as simple as spending a little bit more time with God, whether it's in prayer or in meditation of his love for you um, and what he's done for you. And what about your relationship with others? Are there relationships at the moment in your life where there's conflict or ill will? What can you, and notice I didn't say what, the, what can the other person, but what can you do to start to bring about peace and reconciliation in those relationships? 
would Sandy's idea about the golden result help in dealing with those situations? And what about those relationships with the people who are closest to you, those most important of relationships? So often we take those relationships for granted. What can you do to show the other person in that relationship just how important they are to you and just how important that relationship is to you as well? May all of you take back into your relationships the heart and the mind, the love and the forgiveness of God. And through these, may all your relationships um, become ones where a spirit of reconciliation and peace is always seen. God bless you this week. Amen. And I invite you to stand as you're able to join in singing our next song.